God, we thank you. We thank you that we can sing hallelujah this morning, that we can be just so grateful for the work that you did for us on the cross. God, I pray that we never take that lightly, that we never take lightly, that we can stand in front of the creator of the universe and call you Father. God, we thank you for the love that you pour out on us and continue to do that every single day. God, we thank you for your blessings, which are new every morning. God, we thank you that you are our perfect Father in heaven and that you adore us as your children. In Jesus' name, amen. Good morning. Welcome to church this morning. I hope you're sitting comfortably wherever you are. Um, It is Father's Day, so hopefully the dads have all got something special for breakfast and um, I'm actually not sure which camera I'm supposed to be looking at, but anyway, um, I'm looking at one of them. Uh, So anyway, hopefully you've got something uh, delicious to enjoy and that you are sitting comfortably enjoying the service this morning. Um, While I'm talking to you, you can be um, filling out one of the cards which will pop up in the link. And we would also love you to uh, be checking into our online service on the Church Centre app as well. If you say something in the chat, that's fine. We can see you're there. um, But otherwise, we'd love you to be checking in so that we know that you're watching this morning. Great to see you all having a good time in the chat this morning as, as you were joining in with the service and just saying hi to one another. It's just, it's just fantastic when you do that for one another. Um, so keep up the great work there. You can talk while I'm talking. It's fine. I don't know. Um, so done all that. All right. Um, so there's a, just a couple of things to um, draw your attention to. Obviously, all of our um, social things and the things that we would normally be telling you about from the newsletter are postponed for now. Um, so we'll just spend a little bit of time. Obviously, today is Father's Day. Um, so we would like to just reflect on that a little bit. Um, I don't know what your experience of uh, Father's Day is. It will be different for all of us, of course. Some, for some of us, it is um, a day of just rejoicing and celebrating fathers. For other people, it might be a little more challenging depending on what your experience of, of having a father is and uh, whether your father um, is still with you now. So, um, like I said, different different for all of us and challenging. But um, for me, I had a fabulous father, but um, he's no longer with me. So, you know, it is a bittersweet kind of a day, but I, I choose to spend today just celebrating the fact that I did have a good father um, and that that can never be taken away from me. Um, I was reflecting on this Father's Day and um, it says in 2 Corinthians 1 verse 3 that that God is the Father of mercies and the God of all comfort. So I just would like you to spend a second just dwelling on that, um, just the fact that he is the Father of mercies, that that it is his joy and his pleasure to, to pour out his mercies on us and that he is the God of all comfort. So Um, No matter where you stand on Father's Day today, hopefully it's a day of celebration for you. But if it isn't, um, then he is the God of all comfort and that he will comfort you as you draw near to him. Um, God is our perfect father, like I said before, and um, we can enjoy that relationship with him. He demonstrates to us the perfect love of a father, which never fails and never lets us down. So um, take a moment to reflect on God being the father of mercies and the God of all comfort this morning. 
Something else that I would draw draw your attention to is uh, we are having a um, the combined churches of Sale ministers are hosting a um, Zoom prayer meeting for the Afghanistan situation. So uh, we would invite you to join us for that. The link is in the newsletter this week. So um, if you're struggling with that, let me know. But we would love people to join in with that prayer time. Um, we've held off for a couple of weeks because we were hoping to be able to do this in person. Person, but um, obviously that's not going to happen anytime soon and the need for prayer is right now. So uh, we're going to host it as best we can on um, on Zoom and our very own Faye Lorimer and her sister will be sharing some personal stories of uh, what we hear is happening um, there in that situation. People that we've been praying for in our small group actually and um, there's at least two miraculous stories that they're going to share of how people were able to escape, that they were um, miraculously saved from that situation and now in a position of safety elsewhere. So um, if you're interested in that, if you'd like to hear some stories from actually on the ground, uh, then we would love you to join in with that. All right, a couple of um, other things. So um, a couple of things that we can be praying for. Um, Rhonda is heading to Geelong on, uh, actually heading there today, but having surgery on Tuesday um, for a hip replacement. So we can be praying for Rhonda as she goes. Um, It's a big operation for her. And so, yeah, we we will be praying for her. Other people are going to Melbourne also uh, for procedures, follow-up procedures, people having tests and waiting on tests this week as well. So we will be praying for those people. Um, And also uh, one of our Filipino friends, Mark Jun, his family has just tested positive for COVID this week. And so they are in a position of sort of waiting uh, now to see um, whether he also is positive. But um, yeah, it's just very different there. And it's brought home to me just through talking to Mark Jun this week that um, as his mother tested positive, she was just removed and put into a quarantine facility. Like, it is just so different uh, to our experience here. Um, so we'll be upholding our Filipino friends um, as they are working through that situation there. Not just Mark Jun and his family, but but others that we know who uh, have been in severe, hard lockdowns and unable to work and therefore unable to earn money. So uh, we will be upholding those people this morning as well. So um, join with me in prayer. Don't forget that um, Afghanistan prayer Zoom uh, is at 12 noon tomorrow. Like I said, all the details are in your newsletter, but we would just love for you to make a, a point of joining in uh, with other people around sale and the ministers to um, pray for that situation. So let's join together in prayer now um, for all of the things that I've just talked about. God, we thank you. God, we thank you that you are sovereign, that you can do miraculous things. You can do incredible things that we could only or barely even dream about. God, as we reflect on the situation around the world, so many um, uh, seemingly terrible things are happening to people, um, unimaginable things that uh, that they're going through. These These are people who have real families, who have loved ones who care about them, who um, are living life just as we're living life, but just in incredibly difficult situations. 
Um, God, we pray for them as they face danger daily uh, and ask for your protection for them. God, we pray um, that your angel armies will surround them, that they will uh, be able to protect them even though they're unseen. God, that your angel armies will be surrounding the people that you love the people that you know, the people that know you, that you will be surrounding them with your protection. And God, we pray that you continue to uh, give blind eyes to those who mean them harm, that people will be able to pass through unnoticed in a miraculous way uh, from situations that that intend harm for them. So God, we pray that for them. And also, um, we pray also that... Uh, that you can be uh, reaching out to those people who are on the other side, the people who do mean harm. Um, we, we pray uh, for all of those people who are intending harm. And God, we, we pray that you will reveal yourself to them. God, that your heart is for them too. God, that you will minister to them, that you can reveal yourself to them through dreams and visions and that you can use all of these situations to draw people to yourself. God, we believe that you are the God of miracles, that you can still do this, that you can still move in a miraculous way. And we pray that today. And we will pray that again tomorrow in our meeting um, as we gather to pray specifically for this situation. So God, we, we just ask that you continue to move sovereignly and that your will be done in this situation in Jesus' name. And God, as we... Um, uh, think of our fathers, God, we thank you that um, that you are the father of mercies and that you are the God of all comfort. God, that we can take this day to celebrate the fathers in our lives and that we can reflect on the perfect father that you are. God, we thank you so much for being that for all of us, that as we ask you to be, that you will be our father, that you will love us perfectly, that you will comfort us perfectly. And God, that you continue to pour out your mercies in our life perfectly. God, we also bring before you uh, our precious Rhonda as she heads off for this surgery that will be life-changing for her. God, we, we thank you that you go before her and that you protect her all around, uh, that you have made a way for this to happen for her uh, and that you will uh, keep her safe and that this will uh, bring a great outcome for her where she can be pain-free and get back to enjoying her life. And God, we pray for Mark Jun in the Philippines and his family. God, we pray your... Um, your healing in his mum's life and for protection for the rest of the family as they were living in the house with her. Um, God, we pray for all of our Filipino families, God, that we that we know there uh, that are living in this situation that um, is just so different from ours. Ours is difficult, but theirs is uh, difficult in a different way. And so, God, we pray for them that you will continue to... Um, pour out your blessings in their life, that you will continue to protect them as you can. And uh, God, that you will continue to draw people to yourself through this situation. God, we thank you for their faithfulness despite the things that are happening to them. We thank you that they keep their eyes firmly fixed on you and not on just on the situation around them. So God, we, we uphold all of these people before you, God. We love them. We know that you love them perfectly. Uh, and God, we just ask that you continue to bless and work in these situations. In Jesus' name, amen.
Thank you for joining in prayer. We just have a picture of that prayer happening all over Gippsland as you are all spread out in your homes wherever you are. Now it's an absolute joy and privilege to hear uh, from John and Faye as they bring our third Stories of Hope. And um, we all have heroes in the faith. Uh, You can read about heroes of the faith in books, but we have our own real-life heroes right here um, in Sail Baptist Church, not just John and Faye, but but they are great examples of that. Um, And I hope that you uh, draw encouragement and hope as you listen to their story of faithfulness um, as they tell their story this morning. Watch your screens. Well, good morning. Welcome to church. It's great to have you here on Father's Day. Um, And we're in spring, so, I mean, we're not in spring now. We're recording this in winter, so we're sort of confused with our whether we should wear jackets or not. But we're trusting that today is nice and sunny and warm and that um, you've got some short sleeves on and maybe we're even back here in the building. Um, We're not sure. Anyway, you're you're sure of what's happening. Uh, So happy Father's Day to all the dads this morning. Um, We hope that today's special for you. Um, This morning I've got John and Faye with me. John and Faye have been part of Sail Baptist for 26 years um, and longer than I've been here, um, longer than probably just about most people um, at Sail Baptist. There's probably maybe one or two that have been here. Slightly longer than that, but they're one of our longest serving members um, at Sail Baptist, and for some of you, you know John and Faye well, and you know um, maybe even their story well, but for uh, maybe a lot of you, you don't know John and Faye that well, and um, you'll get to know them this morning and hear their story, um, hear how God has worked in their life and how God has brought them through um, some some really tough times. Um, And I guess that's where I want to start this morning, John, being Father's Day, for, for dads, this can be a, a, a great day, but for, for you and for Father's Day five years ago today, um, it was not such a great day. No. Um, as you said, Father's Day, probably the majority of my Father's Days have been great Father's Days, having four kids to make cards and presents and breakfast in bed and whatever else. But uh, five years ago on Father's Day, uh, one of our daughters, Catherine, as you know, um, passed away after uh, probably about 18 months, two years fight against cancer. Um, so yeah, Father's Day is tinged with sadness, but um, ultimately um, we know that Catherine's with her heavenly Father. Yeah. Um, so we're we're certainly, as Christians, we grab onto that and hold that, and um, that gets you through some of those hard times. Thinking back. Yeah. Because I imagine. Um, for any parent, that's their worst nightmare is to to have to deal with something like that. Yeah, um, for sure. Um, and having your faith, I know, was so important for you to get through that. Yeah, I think both of us, and, and Faye probably would speak more to this than I would, both of us were, I guess, encouraged by Catherine and her faith mm. um, because initially when she was diagnosed, there was probably a lot of questions floating around in our head and, you know, the, the why her and why us and, you know, she she had a... I think Juddie was probably about 20 months old at the time when she died. Uh, so her, her life was 
all in front of her. Yeah. Um, yeah, so yeah, it certainly was a, a, a tough time initially. Um, it's still tough, and, and days like Father's Day or days when a loved one has passed away, it, it brings back those memories. Yeah. And what, Faye, what was your initial response? So you mentioned about 18, 18 months to two years of that sort of cancer battle. Yeah, so Catherine was um, just 27 when she had her first uh, baby, uh, Judson, and after it, well, she was diagnosed soon after that. Like, she didn't... Um, yeah, it was soon after that she had him that um, things weren't right, she's in pain, and uh, discovered that she had stage 4 bowel cancer, which, is, once it's got to stage 4, it's not a great... Um, outcome but of course yeah at first I just thought this just isn't fair um, she's just had her first baby and all you know all that enjoyment ahead of her but um, I was saying to God why Catherine why 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 her and then I felt like God said to me why not Catherine there's a lot of people who have bad things happen yeah um, and why should you be different why should she be different um, Catherine had a very strong faith in God. So for her, it wasn't something that she was fearful of. She just said she was she was sad, but she wasn't fearful because she trusted that God had the best plan for her. Yeah. And she was, yeah, continued to trust that God knew what was best for her yeah. right throughout the whole um, 18 months. And um, she just left it in God's hands, really. Yeah. Yep. And I think that's an amazing testimony um, that that she and I I, I know I, I knew Catherine. We went to school together. We were the same same age and same year level. And she she had that sense of um, I mean a tremendous joy in her life, mm. but a tremendous um, sense of peace about um, her faith and mm. and and not fearing. And I suppose as Christians, that's something that we we hold on to. Um, in those in those hard times, mm. um, I think it was. Um, if I can just interrupt no. there, um, I think it was important for the church too. Our church family was so supportive, yeah. Um, uh, not just the practical ways of you know providing meals and, and stuff like that, but just stepping out and asking how you were going. Like you know, at times when things like this happen to people, people tend to get a little bit nervous or a little bit worried about I'm going to say the wrong thing, but. Don't be afraid. Yeah. Step out and, and ask people how they're going. And if you know they're going through a tough time, you know, be there for them. Because certainly our church family uh, were a great strength and support during that time. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, and I guess that was going to be my next question. Is apart from um, the church family, what else sort of got you through in those, like from from five years ago till, till today? What keeps you connected with God and... Um, and going in your faith when something something like that happens. You and me. I guess we. I guess we just know that that uh, Catherine's with Jesus, God in Jesus' arms. That God's yeah. looking after her now. Um, I guess we. You, of course, it's sad. Of course, you grieve. But underneath it all, you know that. One day you'll you will see her again. Yeah. Yeah. I think for me too, there's the added 
bonus of having Juddie. Uh, like, he, he reminds us of Catherine all the time. And um, just the fact that he's there and that we can play a part as his grandparents in bringing him to faith, um, yeah. that's something really important. Like Catherine, you know, always said that was her, the one thing that she wanted, that Juddie came to, to love God. And certainly we, we try in lots of ways to bring that about um, because, you know, our, our kids and our grandkids are just... The older you get, the more important they become. Yeah. I don't know from talking to you earlier, that, that was a big part of um, of your um, testimony was this, this idea that not only Catherine but all, all four of your kids have grown up and, and come to know God and, and love God and... And that was part of your story as well for both of you growing up. Do you want to tell us a little bit about how you grew up and how you came to faith? Well, we were both blessed in having Christian families or growing up in Christian families. Uh, my mum and dad were um, very loving, kind, uh, supportive. Um, grew up on a, a farm um, down near Wonthaggy. Um that was a great place to grow up and a, a great lifestyle, I guess. But um, my parents, they came to know Jesus from the Billy Graham crusade in the late 50s, apparently. I only found this out when I was going through an old family Bible and found a couple of letters that my mum and dad had written back to counsellors from the Billy Graham crusade. Um, so that was a, an amazing journey for them, I guess. Uh, but they obviously that faith became real to them and, and they brought up me and my sister to, to love God. Um, I think growing up, um, I felt a little bit at times, oh, my Christian story is that exciting. Mm -hmm. um, why couldn't I have been a, a bit of a rebel and then come to faith and have this great testimony to tell? But the older you get, the more you think, well, I didn't have to go through some of those situations um, so I, I'd like to encourage people to, in our church, there'd be many who came to Christ at an early age um, through their parents' upbringing on witness, etc. Um, that's as meaningful and truthful and real and all the words you can put to the person that's been a drug addict or mm. a person in the gutter or, or whatever you want to put in the situation. Um, yeah, don't devalue your conversion experience if it's something that most people would say was just sort of plain or ordinary. Yeah. And I think it's a testimony as well. I know that there's people in our church and people that we know that haven't had that, haven't grown up in a Christian home or with Christian parents, but the, the hope that they have for, for their kids, their grandkids, um, their mm -hmm. great-grandkids, you know, the, I'm sure your parents couldn't have imagined the, the legacy that that decision that they made back in the 50s yeah. would have had today, yes. more than 70 years on, um, and the generational impact that that's, mm. that started and the way that started. Yeah. And so I think that those testimonies of coming to faith at an early age um, do, do so much good for, for our families and our kids mm. and our parents. Um, and so I think it's a great story. And for you, Faye, it was similar? Yep. Um, yep, mum and dad were Christians and um, we had great um, teaching uh, in the church that we were at um, mm -hmm. when we were growing up and um, I think I made more of a commitment 
when I was in my teens, uh, where God really uh, touched me, and then um, yeah, gone on from there. Yeah. And then yeah, made a big um, effort to make sure our kids knew about God and um, got involved in teaching Sunday school for a lot of years so yeah. that other kids got to know about God as well. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, you mentioned that yeah, the Bible played a really important part in forming your, your faith and that teaching um, and then that inspired you or encouraged you, I suppose, to, to get involved in Sunday school and yeah. you've done that for... You did 40 years or more than 40 years yeah, of Sunday yeah. school? Um, yes, yeah. 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 yeah, we had really solid Bible teaching and um, I guess from that uh, we just wanted to pass that on to yeah. other kids. So I started quite young teaching. In year seven I was teaching the younger kids in Sunday school yeah. and then I've continued on right through the years from when we were at Dandenong and then yeah. when we came here. You taught me in pro- Taught me in I Sunday did, school. Did teach you in Sunday school, Brad? And I remember. I would have been a, yeah. I would have been an A plus student. I well, <laughs> I remember when you were you'd first moved here and you were in Sunday school. In fact, John was in charge of your age group, and um, there was there was a day when you um, you ran out of the uh, church down the street. Sure, uh, sure, my brother. That was at, when we were back in the um, other building down down the street. Uh, we had to get someone to take off after you. John had to go into church to tell your mum that you'd run not away. Not happy, Jan. Not she was happy. not happy. <laughs> so from there you go, running off down the street to it now being uh, the senior minister. If God can it's use me, a, if God God can can use me you can use anyone. That's right. <laughs> That's right. That's well, an yeah. encouragement to Steve, I suppose, and the kids' team. That whoever's, <laughs> whatever kids are causing the Oops. most grief, maybe you God's got know. a good plan for them too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, that's great. Um, very cool. And uh, what else have I got here? I know that um, when I asked you um, um, if you would share some of your story, one, I think the first thing you said to me is, we don't have anything to share. Um, well, I said we have nothing remarkable. <laughs> nothing remarkable. Yeah. And I think... Um, for me, that encapsulates why your story and why this is so important to share is because you don't think that anything is remarkable about your story, um, but you've continued in your faith through um, really difficult times um, and you've been Christians for decades and decades. You've been married for how many... I'm not sure how many years you've been married for. We didn't cover that, but... 43. 43 years. Mm-hmm been married four kids who have all grown to love God and um, and for me as a as a young parent and I'm sure for so many others that is a remarkable story and one that maybe we don't get to hear as much as we should Um, and and I think that you know I want to encourage you guys but also encourage all of us at South Baptist that these are the stories that we want to esteem and 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 look at Mm -hmm. and go these are these are our role models these are people that we should should follow in their footsteps. Um, John, for you, um, you, you mentioned you grew up in a, in a Christian home and um, have grown in your faith. I know that um, it was probably conservative, you would say, a conservative sort of upbringing. Very much so. Um, probably a little bit legalistic. Um, very strict observant of Sabbath or Sunday. Um, We weren't allowed to play sport or watch TV, not that we had a TV until I was quite older compared to today. Um, 
Yeah, very conservative, um, but very much Bible-based. Yep. Um, and I think that was the thing that God really spoke to me through over the years, that you know, you, your whole faith is based on the Word of God. And if you take away any of that Word of God, well, you, you, it's not real then. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, as Faith said, we're very blessed to have sit under the ministry of very um, good speakers, um, Bible scholars, teachers, um, even John Smith of bikey fame. He was yeah. our minister for a couple of years. Um, so with that conservative sort of upbringing, the, the, the idea of having the Holy Spirit move in your life or um, gifts of the Spirit would have been maybe a bit removed, foreign, not talked about, looked down upon? Well, certainly the church we went to wasn't in any shape or form uh, charismatic. Um, the Holy Spirit for me during those years, I guess, was, you know, he was part of the Trinity, God the Father, God the Son and God the Holy Spirit. But I think from me, he was getting the short end of the deal. I, I didn't really know too much about the Holy Spirit and what he could do in my life. Mm -hmm. but I knew he was there and... and when I was convicted of a sin or felt guilty about something, I always would assume, well, that's the Holy Spirit speaking to me. But over time, I, I guess I wanted to know a bit more. Was I missing out on something? Um, when we were at Danny on Baptist, um, my sister um, was at a fairly charismatic church in Frankston, and we'd been talking about the Holy Spirit a little bit. Uh, and she said, well, we're having a, an overseas minister come and he's right into the Holy Spirit, charismatic gifts of the Spirit, etc. Why don't you and Faye come and you know, hear him preach? Which we did. And uh, I can't remember at all any of what he preached about, but I know at the end he invited anyone that wanted to experience the Holy Spirit in a, a greater way, be filled with the Holy Spirit, to come forward. Um, so I, I went forward, there was no hesitation I thought if this is real, if this is something God wants for me um, I'm, I'm up for it you know? I, I want to know if it's real so there probably would have been about 20, 30 people went forward um, and this minister went around and laid his hands on people prayed for them, people were laughing, people were crying, people were speaking in tongues I assume because I'd never really heard speaking in tongues before and I, I'm standing there at the front with all these people thinking, is this real? What's going to happen? Out of those 20 or 30 people, I was the very last person he came to and laid his hands on. And during the time, intervening time, I'd been praying, God, if this is real, let it happen. If it's not real, I don't want anything to do with it, but, mm. but do what you want to do. As soon as he laid his hands on my shoulders, I started just uncontrollably crying. Not because not I was sad, it was just over overawed with emotion mm -hmm. um, he prayed for me and he said now you can speak in tongues and as soon as I opened my mouth out came all these words that I, I couldn't understand um, and just emotion yeah. um, knowing that you know, God loved me and that you know, there, was, there was more to perhaps my Christian life than it had been previously yeah. um, I felt a little bit guilty because I know Faye and one of her sisters that was there and my sister really um, were seeking the same gift. Um, so probably for the next couple of years, whenever I wanted to speak in tongues, um, I'd go out into the garage and hop in the car, close the door, make sure Faye wasn't around because I didn't want her to feel that I was any better because I knew that wasn't the case. Yeah. Uh, but I just wanted to, I don't know, um, make sure that the Holy Spirit could 
speak to me in this new way if that's what he wanted um, and to use the gift to, to perhaps bring myself closer to God because yeah. even down when I, I use that gift um, in your praying in my praying mm. um, it's, it's when perhaps I don't know what to pray yeah. I know of a situation and I want to pray and I want to be in line with God's will but I know it's the Holy Spirit when he speaks through me speaking in tongues that it's, it's in line with God's will and he understands because it's him talking to himself in some yeah. respects. Yeah. Yeah, and I love that um, that story and, and um, how God's revealed himself in that way to you because I think for, for some of us, I feel I'm in the same sort of boat, maybe a bit more introverted and reserved and conservative by nature that sometimes you can look at people that are charismatic by nature yeah. or extroverted and feel like, well, that's it's for mm. them, but it's also for the Holy Spirit uh, works in our lives as yeah. well. Um, and it might look different and everyone's journey with the Holy Spirit yeah. is different and, and there's no right or wrong way. Yeah. There's no um, uh, formula for it. It's just yeah, no, I think it's very important that people realise that it's it's not if I do this, this will happen. It's if I do this, God will do something. And that's, that's right. you know, it's like you, your relationship with God is different to anyone else's. Yeah. Uh, it's the same when the Holy Spirit comes to you and, and speaks through you. Yeah, and I think it... The, the evident thing for me is the posture of your heart and for both of you, even through your whole story, is that posture of surrender of God, if this is what you want, then ultimately you're God and we're not mm. and, and you can do what you want and, and we're happy with with what you decide and, and what you yeah. do. Um, um, so we've, we've covered a lot of things and I know that this story has a, a lot of different parts to it and, um, and we're trying to put it together in a cohesive way and um, but I think there's just so many great things about your your journey that are, that are so encouraging. Um, so, for for those that have been in in church for a long time, I didn't meant, I didn't um, sort of warn you about this question, but this is something that I wanted to ask you about. <laughs> for those that uh, that have been in church a long time, walking in their faith a long time, obviously seen a lot of change over the years and and things uh, maybe in in the way that we do church um, in culture at large what are some of the things that hold keep you grounded in in your walk with God and keep you going even though things change so much is there anything that you might not know but is there anything that you can think of that keeps you sort of going in your faith that you would pass on to younger Christians to say this is important keep doing this well spending time with God I think of course goes without saying I think uh and, and reading your Bible, yep. I guess. Um, we've had encouragement from people within church here, but also uh, Christians from other other churches as well. <coughs> um, yeah, encouragement from other Christians is really helpful. Yeah. Yeah, and hearing other people's stories. Not yeah. whether they're <laughs> not not a bit more story. exciting than ours, <laughs> yeah. but um, yeah. yeah. Hearing how God's working in people's lives. Yeah. Um, and, and just, you know, throughout uh, Catherine's illness, I know the Psalms, a lot of the Psalms, I would read the Psalms. You know, um, during that time, you'd, you weren't really into sitting down for a real mm. in-depth Bible study while I was helping uh, look after her but um, the Psalms are always really encouraging because I guess that you've got a range of emotions yeah. in yeah. the Psalms that yeah. 
but um, often they were very encouraging to read. Mm. I think for me, as I said, it's encouragement from others, but when you hear people's stories, and as we've said, our story isn't special, um, but to God it is special. Um, and, you know, when people share answers to prayer, um, things where God has intervened, um, it, it boosts your faith as well. Mm. It helps you realise that, well, I'm not in this by myself. There are other people that are there that believe the same as me and can encourage me with their stories. So I would encourage the church to share those stories because, you know, you mightn't think it's that special, yeah. but you're special to God. And yeah. if you were the only person on earth, he would have sent his son to die for you. Mm. Yeah. And I guess throughout, throughout our lives... There's times where you see that God's answered prayer for us, not just seeing other people's stories, but there's little things that have happened, um, coincidences in timing and uh, just answers in, in ways that we weren't expecting. Yeah. So, you know, we're encouraged ourselves by our own, uh, you know, experience of God answering yeah, of just in little things. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it doesn't have to be a big thing. Yeah. yeah. Like what I shared at the prayer night of a few months back um, try and make it brief but um, yeah, about three or four months ago I ended up going down to Melbourne to have a kidney stone blasted out it was a bit too big to do anything with here so I had to go down to Melbourne and after the second time down there I was feeling a little bit nervous about going back to have the actual procedure done um, so obviously I was praying and we were praying that God would you know, give me some peace um, the first nurse that came in to admit me, um, her name was Kerry, which is our eldest daughter's name. And I thought, oh, that's, that's nice, God, thank you for that. Uh, the next nurse uh, that was looking after anaesthetics and stuff like that before I went in for the operation, her name was Jasmine. Uh, Jasmine is my sister's oldest daughter and our closest niece, um, closest cousin that the kids had growing up sleepovers with Kerry, Kerry and vice versa so there was another little bit of a connection there and I said oh thank you God that was interesting when I went back to the ward the nurse that was looking after me there was Nurse Catherine which blew my mind that these three names Kerry, Jasmine and Catherine, I mean what are the odds that the three nurses that are looking after you are the names of three people that mean so much in your life so I said thank you God again um, and I thought there must be a reason for that. Okay. The last nurse to come, her name was Micah. So I thought, you know, Micah, Bible prophet. So I said to Micah, your name, is it from the Bible or, you know, your parents know someone, whatever, you know, not a, it's not a usual name for a girl. Anyway, I told her the story about the three nurses. Uh, it turns out that she was a church-going person but had lapsed in her faith. Um, and we had a bit of a discussion about maybe, you know, going back to church and hearing from God like I had. Yeah. And I think, like, um, and I know we talked about this before as well, like the, the older you've got, the more you've gone in years, the bolder you've got in yeah. in the way that you would s sort of say something like that. Uh, maybe uh, earlier on in your life you would have been a bit more hesitant. Well, I think the older you get, the more you realise you might be the only Christian that person you meet like that nurse uh, that is a Christian so you know, take that opportunity what it's not going to hurt anyone yeah uh, and it could do some good yeah I mean and there's so much more that we could 
chat about, I'm sure. Um, and we're being told that our cameras are running out, so that means we're, we're well and truly past our time. Um, but I want to thank you guys for, for sharing your unremarkable life uh, with us. And um, I know that, for me, it's, it's remarkable that um, the, the way that you've stuck at your faith, stuck at, we didn't even get to talk about how long you, how well you're stuck at your marriage and you've <laughs> raised your kids and they're all loving God and, um, and those sorts of things as well. Um, and it's yeah, going to be such an encouragement to, to so many people this morning, I'm sure, um, especially people that go through tough times and, and tragedy and mm. um, can still walk around with a smile on their face, still walk around saying that God is real that, um, and that we trust him and um, yep. we keep our faith in him. Um, so thank you for sharing with us this morning. And thanks for joining us this morning. I'm going to pass back to whoever's on stage right now. Thanks. Thank you so much, John and Faye, for sharing your story with us. And I, I'm sure that everyone watching will agree with me that their story is remarkable and it is special. They are special, special people uh, that we are privileged to count amongst our close friends. Um, hopefully you uh, were really encouraged by that story of their faithful, faithfully building a strong foundation throughout their life that they were able to stand on when they needed to be able to stand on something firm.